You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at two, five, ten, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. Today, oh, one of us.net. That's us, right? It's true. We're the Screener Squad. Last time we checked, I will take Screener Squad for 200, Alex. Great, great. Well, he's dead. Whoa. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And that's, and, and honestly, without Alex's death, we wouldn't have got today's movie, Quiz Lady, which don't bother looking that up. You won't find any information on it. <laughs> yeah, on Hulu now. Came out a couple weeks ago. It has Aquafina in it, and it has Sandra Oh in it, mm-hmm. and it has Paul Rubens in it, mm-hmm. and it has and Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell in it. And Tony Hale. It's it's a nice who's who of comedic actors and actresses. Also Mariner from uh, Star Trek Lord X, whatever her real name is. I just know her as Mariner. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, the mom from Two and a Half Men. Helen Taylor. <laughs> just a bunch of nice comedic actors in what I would consider a pretty decent comedic movie. Not the best thing ever, but definitely not the worst thing Hulu has thrown at us. And it definitely isn't like a Netflix comedy. Like this is actually, it has an arc. You can follow it. It's very easy. And it's really nice that Aquafina, Sandra Oh, and Will Ferrell are all playing against type. They are. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is true. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you think Aquafina and Will Ferrell are going to be the crazy over the top comedic ones. They're not. They're the subdued ones. While uh, Sandra Oh, who everybody thinks of as Grey's Anatomy, the, you know, subdued hardcore you know whatever you think of her from Grey's Anatomy she is the wild crazy sister who just does her own thing and it's really nice to see these characters break their stereotypes yeah yeah and so I, I Jan, if you want I'll describe the what the movie is for those who listening to this might not know what it is yeah oh right yeah that might be good uh, so Aquafina plays Anne who is this nebbish very introverted woman who is obsessed with this quiz show that is essentially Jeopardy. And she's been watching it every single day of her life since she was 10 years old. 
Can't stop the quiz is the name of the can't game stop show. the quiz and and you can't stop her from watching it every day since she was ten she's been watching this and her train wreck sister Jenny played by Sandra Oh who's gone off and had just the wildest life that you can imagine drugs sex living in her car just just everything extroverted that Aquafina isn't so very very uh, diametrically opposed forces here. But they have to work together to cover their mother's gambling debts from this this gangster who who kidnaps Aquafina's dog and holds holds that little pup hostage. And the only way they can think to raise the money is to get Aquafina onto this quiz show. And comedy hijinks ensue with some heart. Some heart, you know, a lot of that mushy family shit like, <laughs> oh, yeah, our parents suck, but at least we got each other. It doesn't fully do that. I did appreciate that in that it goes in waves. And me having an older sister myself, it's the fact that it's like, it felt like a realistic dynamic, Mm -hmm. which is like, I remember when I was a kid, my sister would stand up for me to the people that were bullying me with the mentality of only I get to beat up my sister. So there were moments where it's like, it's very clear they were connecting and then they would do something to piss each other off and then they would connect and then they do something that they would hate each other. And then, but ultimately underlying all of it is this, you're my sister and I love you, which yeah, right. I mean, that that's the way it works with siblings. And I, I know personally from sisters. So I appreciated that that dynamic felt realistic. Oh, the chemistry between these two makes this entire movie. They, they have such an excellent on-screen chemistry that I, I just assume that they've been working together on multiple projects for years and years. But no, these two just are that good and that this movie's cast so well. The two of them are, are so excellent in this. And as you point out, Mindy, playing against type, they're great together. And Will Ferrell, too. He adds a really central heart to this that you may not expect from Will Ferrell when you think about like his stuff from SNL and like Zoolander and that sort of thing where he's just kind of the kooky crazy dude but he's very sincere in this and it's actually really nice to see in the end he's Anne's TV dad Mm -hmm. you know yes yes like because we get flashbacks of you know the kids growing up and you know mom is always away dad left at a certain point the constant in Anne's life was, you know, her TV dad and yeah. also her sister. She just doesn't realize it until the third act. Spoiler. <laughs> in watching this, as it started out, I like Aquafina. I signed up because she's in this. As it started playing out, I was charmed by it because it's not checking off the cliches of comedy. It, the, the tropes are here, but they're playing them very lovingly. And I started being very impressed by this as it was going on and on and on. And I had to look up who wrote it because... It's written in such a way, it's directed really well, too. It's performed really well, but it's very sharply written. Chad, I don't know if you look this up. This is written by Jen D'Angelo, who wrote Totally Killer. <gasps> oh, uh, she, I did not know yeah, that. So uh, that's a movie that Chad and I reviewed recently, which I we both really, really liked. Uh, for some of the other things she's worked on, Workaholics. She's from the UCB. She worked on Cougar Town, uh, Happy Together. She's... She's got a good career in television and and seeing her move into film with Quiz Lady and now Totally Killer. I, I'm impressed by her. She she's got a good knack for playing with tropes, but playing in but playing an interesting perspective. 
And going a little bit into that in a different direction, I, I'm not sure whether or not this is her or whether it is the director, Jessica uh, Yu, uh, is that because Aquafina and Sandra Oh are both Asian, the fact that they played with Asian tropes but flipped them like they're driving along and then but <laughs> driving really haphazardly and they're like and the person is like learn how to drive it's like racist and the guy looks over and he's asian too <laughs> and then later on when aquafina is like tripping balls and you know says something about the clouds and and Sandra was like, oh, yes, it's a, it's an ancient Chinese saying. And and everyone else, all the white people are like, oh, yeah, sure. Mm, yeah, the one yeah. Chinese person it focuses in on is like, what? <laughs> no. So I appreciate the fact that they're just kind of poking at the all, not just like comedy tropes, but also like the the fun of using the actors as themselves to be like let's let's poke a little bit of fun at ourselves too yeah. and not play into those tropes either yeah. my my favorite deflection from jenny was like do you know how hard it is to be an asian female in this country <laughs> like, it, i cracked up every time she used it and like the first time it works the third time not so much yeah <laughs> she's such a disaster it's wonderful <laughs> There's this good run of comedies that we've gotten recently. Uh, Joyride was another film that played with tropes, but looked at it from the Asian American perspective. I'm I'm ashamed of us as the reviewers of this to that we don't have representation here reviewing this with us. So uh, we're coming from it from a very allied perspective, if you will. Uh, but I I don't want anyone to hear that or think that about this movie or something like Always Be My Maybe and think, oh, I'm not going to get these jokes. No, this movie is so relatable. Mindy, you touched on oh, your yeah. sibling relationship. I know Chad has siblings. I mean, Chad and I are practically siblings for how long we've known each <laughs> other and how much time we spent together. And and uh, and like I, I think of my older brother, who is very much the Aquafina in this situation. And I, he got bullied, and me, the younger one, was always you know jumping in like, nah, pick on me instead, leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> and th- there's just a wonderful sweetness to this. It's never taking these saccharine things and these sweet things and sort of like laughing at you for appreciating those moments. It, it's coming from a real genuine place of heart. And when it comes to like, I, I mean, I don't want to say too much in the spoilers, but the way that they connect at the end is yeah. a way that it's just like the answer is not to try and do this logically. The answer is to speak to each other as sisters. And it's yes. again, yes. it's just like, that is the way, you know, that that's kind of the core of the whole film. Yeah. And, and to, to build jokes around these very clear characters makes this a very strong movie. Uh, actually, if I may, the, one of the jokes that got me, more and more as it progressed was the gangster who kidnaps the dog. I was and just all his, say, yeah. <laughs> all his threats are like, I'm feeding your dog Wagyu beef. He's never going to want to leave me. <laughs> well, and then you get to a certain point where there's a reveal on that situation too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Jonathan oh my God. Edgar Park goes Fantastic. by the stage name Dumbfounded. <laughs> Outstanding. Just, just so funny with him. <laughs> Yes, yeah, the realization of who he is was was also a a nice break of trope to be sure. Yeah, yeah, cuz there's there's definitely those movies like uh Keanu where mm-hmm. the the whole point was uh this cat got stolen, now we're going to get it back from Method Man um <laughs> who plays like a gangster, but in this instance the gangster is a lot softer 
uh, we find out uh, one person we didn't uh, mention was uh, Jason Schwartzman. Oh, yes. Playing our, our antagonist. <laughs> yeah. And then Anne from the get go is like, I don't like that guy. He's an <laughs> asshole. Mm-hmm. And we get to see that progression as his because uh, uh, what was going for his 84th win. He's break uh, the record. Th- longest winning streak on the show. Yeah. Yeah. What a great villain. I love Jason Schwartzman because he's just so damn likable, even when he's playing like a slimy bad guy. And he had, uh, I think, uh, was it as the episodes went on, he started getting like more like glow ups. He started wearing like ties and wearing the outfits that makeup on his hands. Makeup on his hands. Schwartzman always, you know, he can play a really good underdog or like a really good soft villain, like a villain that. (laughs) <laughs> but I could push him over, you know, like a Scott Pilgrim um, versus the world playing Gideon. It's like, you're still a hipster. Perfect. Yep. You're still, yep. you're still a dweeb. <laughs> I signed up for this because I like Aquafina. Um, Sandra O's always good. And the random things I see her in. I'm not a Grey's Anatomy fan, but you know, I understand the importance of mm. it. You know, I signed up for it. Cause like, Oh, a comedy, but haven't done one of those in a while. And wasn't expecting much of it. I, I don't know. It, is it bad that anytime I see a streaming anything now, I just assume that it's not going to be good? Yeah, which I, is a terrible <laughs> thing to say. No, that's a that's a fair bet. And Especially I'm, as a critic on a streaming focused <laughs> review board. Well, here, here's the thing. You you had mentioned that we don't get a lot of just straight up comedies, and that's true. Uh, the majority of the comedies we get are going to be action comedies, uh, like. Su- superhero sci-fi like there, there's going to be a, a a blend of genres to just deliver the comedic stuff to it uh, and i have no problem with that i like i enjoy that i love laughing i love laughing why wouldn't i but just a comedy those have become rarer and rarer so really the only place you're you're going to see stuff like this is going to be those dump month movies that sneak in that nobody sees that maybe make their money and then disappear because they're low budget, such as Joyride, which I mentioned earlier, or stuff like this is going to go to streaming. But you're not wrong, Chad. Stuff like Netflix stuff, like I, I understand that the M. Sandler movies crush it when they drop on Netflix, but we watched a, an Adam Devine comedy and reviewed it a couple months back, and that had a lot of like, what what is this? What are you guys doing? Don't. It, it was wasted potential. Yeah, and, and it and it comes. It has to start with the script. It has to start with a tight, funny, clever script that's just a comedic script, and then fill it with the right actors, give it to the right director, and not try to turn it into something it isn't. And and that's where this movie really did succeed for me. Is that it's not just hey, here's some funny faces. Let's get them together. Let's be ha 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 ha. No, this is it was a very clearly well-written screenplay that these people wanted to do and did their damnedest with it. And and to their credit, this turned out really, really well. I hope people seek this out. Uh, and, you know, critics, fans, whatever you're going to, whatever have you, you got to form your own opinion. But occasionally it is worth noting when the critics and the viewers agree on something. So if you do happen to care about like that sort of thing over on Rotten Tomatoes, there's an even, even across the board. Uh, the critics and the fans exi- agree on this movie. The the points, uh, the score is the same, and that's that's kind of rare. Here, I really enjoyed this. I, I I think Aquafina is immensely talented. She's proven herself uh, capable of some dramatic stuff too. Uh, and comedians to truly be a good comedian, that is harder than being a good dramatist. Comedy is harder. 
And comedians who can embrace drama and, and inject their spirit into sweets or more dramatic things, that's only going to make that stuff stronger. And, and Sandra Oh, we know she's a, a great dramatic actress. Uh, Killing Eve and Grey's Anatomy has proven that. Uh, to see these two together, their chemistry is so great. They're, they're bringing a lot to the table. And I love seeing Will Ferrell play against his wacky type. To have him play someone sweet like Everything Must Go, Stranger Than Fiction, uh, Matilda and Matilda, or Melinda and Melinda. Um, his, his dramatic side comes through in this as well. Not that this is a drama. This is not. This is just a sweet comedy. And, uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to give this, I'm going to get to it first so you guys won't be able to use it. I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of ten bow ties. I wasn't expecting much when I signed up for this. You know, it's just a, as you said, comedies are becoming rarer. And when they are, they're often just gags thrown together. And I've, I've evolved since that is entertaining. Um, so I just sat down and was like, okay, Aquafina is going to be crazy. Will Ferrell, whatever. This film was really unexpected in how much heart it has. And that is what kept me there. It's the fact that the core of this film is about family and about the love of sisters. And as a sister who loves her sister, uh, it's something I can certainly relate to, despite the fact that that sister is a big polar opposite of me. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm the Sandra O in this scenario. Um, and... Again, as I mentioned, the, it, like you said, the fact that you had these actors playing against type and being able to still have this great chemistry and this great sweetness was really, really great. And it wasn't over the top into being stupid, even the things that were ridiculous. Mm -hmm. the, the playing around with tropes was delightful. And... All in all, it was a really nice comedy to just sit on your couch and, you know, spend a rainy day watching. So I really enjoyed this. So I am going to give it, uh, I will say, 8 out of 10 sightings of Alan Cumming. And it is Alan Cumming! <laughs> you know, the Scottish dude, Alan yeah, Cumming. Yeah, yeah, Nightcrawler. He's great. Exactly. Yeah, Perfect yeah. in that role. He's invincible. I think overall, this is a good movie. It's, again, I said at the top, it's not the best comedy you're ever going to watch. But because we get so little of these, to you know, maybe in the prime of when we had comedies, this would score a little bit lower. But I feel like it's it feels so much better just because it just doesn't happen anymore. We don't get content like this. Uh, that's genuine and sweet and, you know, has has goofy family bullshit. But, you know, in the end, we love each other and we love our dogs. More importantly, that's that's the message. That I got. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, I'll give this I'll stick it with an eight, eight out of ten packets of stevia. Totally not packets of cocaine. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Do you use stevia? It's a sweetener. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, stevia, stevia, stevia. Rebuleinon is the plant species of the genus stevia, the family Astrocichlia. It's commonly known as a candy leaf, a sweet leaf, or a, a sugar leaf. You know, you could like, you could like chop it up, and and it would make a, a wonderful sweetener. You know, just take a take. I guess you could take like a credit card, and you could like chop, 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 chop. <laughs> but, but but just for sugar, you would never do that for anything else, right? Right. 